29th December 2020. A special day where I just want to indulge in myself, a bottle of wine, and my Bible. But well, if we shed our horses, all I've got now is myself and my Bible, for which I'm grateful for. So for this special edition, I just want to celebrate my birthday on my podcast, Sins and Coffee. Thank you for tuning in. And for today, straight to the topic, 23 Life Lessons of the Evil 24. I don't know where we're going to begin with. I don't know where we are heading to. But I hope that these personal lessons that I've drawn from my life this far are going to be helpful for someone out there. So let's keep it raw and authentic. Welcome to Sins and Coffee. Today's lessons might be spice for the soul or a dash of sin, but I hope it will be a little combination of both for anybody listening. And of course, I know everybody is busy asking, why didn't you do a Christmas edition? Why? Listen, I wanted everybody to enjoy time with their families because I was stuck alone and man, that feeling it's no good it's no good for anybody it's no good for anybody's soul but i hope you all had a lovely christmas and are ready for a new year because it's gonna be uh it's gonna be amazing i am manifesting positivity for all of you 2021 is gonna be amazing did i say 2020 before i'm so sorry about that <laughs> okay so guys i'm so gonna I, I just want to dig straight into it and begin and uh by now, I think you realize my, my anxiety is all from the fact that I'm turning 24. <laughs> I feel like I'm just about to hit quarter life, but I'm not scared. I don't know if it's normal, because I hear the more a woman goes up the ladder nearing 30, she starts getting scared kidogo. Kidogo means small, sorry. But <laughs> guys, I'm just excited. I'm sorry. So let me commence. Lesson number one. Self-validation is important. See, every time you make a decision based on what society thinks, you put yourself second. My thought is your validation and affirmation needs to come from you first before anyone else. Embrace those flaws, kiss those imperfections and rise above anything else. Because when you listen to validation from yourself, you're able to acknowledge that in spite of this, I'm beautiful, in spite of this, I'm capable of that. And for the longest time, I was very keen on why if I put this on, what will people think of me? Is somebody going to like it when I cook their food with this or that? Yo, listen, that's done. I'm going to make pilau. You don't like it? That's your problem. But I know I've got gifts. So you either enjoy them or you let me enjoy the fact that I believe, even with my imperfections, I am beautiful. So start making decisions based on what you think of yourself. Do not put yourself second and give society opportunity to come first in your life. Because 99% of the time, they don't really think about you that much. Lesson number two. They lie every time they say, just start. You will figure it out along the way. Listen, I've tried. It doesn't work. You need a starting point. You need to sit down and put one or two, three things together. I'm not talking resources. I'm not talking money. I'm talking ideas. I'm talking a sense of direction. The whole idea of just starting something for the sake of it, because you think either you're good at it or whatnot, you're going to get stuck somewhere. And when you get stuck and have to start on something else and then on something else and then on another thing, at some point, you, st you, 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 you have this feeling that probably I'm not good at it. 
Yet, on the other side, you can put this down. I'm good at crocheting, yeah? Mm, probably I can make, I can learn how to make a shirt. I can learn how to make a top. Begin from there. But the other person will be like, I'm good at crocheting. You've gone and brought the materials tomorrow. Then you don't know where to start. Listen, they lie every time they say just that. They did not just start. They planned to start. Probably begins with a little bit of ideas. Then moving on to how to make resources. But that point where you have to think of ideas and the way forward, think it through to the fullest. That way you don't have to waste time in your life jumping from one thing or another, shifting from one thing or another for the sake of it. When you start to do something, you've got to do it to the end. You think you can make it as a TikTok influencer. You've got to visualize how you're going to make it, not just starting. Well, in my opinion, I feel like starting is bigger than just starting. Starting needs to have a starting point. Let me just make that sink in a little bit. When I was beginning my podcast, <laughs> I have a very good friend of mine. He's called Peter. So Peter told me one thing. There's nothing lethal like somebody who can speak and can write. And he told me he sees both of them in me. But he pointed out the fact that my website is very inconsistent because one day I'm writing, the next day I don't know what to do. So I approached him with this idea of me starting a podcast and he was like, I still agree. It's something that totally fits you. But don't begin tomorrow because you're thirsty to begin. Give yourself a month, sit down, write how your episodes are going to flow. Is it going to be a talk show? Are they going to be monologues? Are you going to have conversations with people? What are you going to talk about? What's going to be your niche? And from there, you can proceed and begin. Because once you begin, when you already have a way forward, you have a sense of direction. Even when you're hit with that point where you don't know what to talk about, you still know this is the area I'm going to rotate around. So... This is where I'm trying to manifest something to talk about. And that's where I learned it from. Do not just start. Start with a sense of direction. And then, of course, we have the issue of honesty and truthfulness. Listen, what I've learned so far, be honest with yourself. Allow your brain to process any situation, any event, any issue that's affecting your life. Don't bury your problems in hobbies. Don't bury your problems in drugs. You know what? They still come back at some point. They're going to surface when you least expect it. And the meltdown that you will have. Oh my goodness, it will be so ruthless. You'll wonder why you're not honest with yourself from the beginning. So recently, while at work, I had a little bit confrontation with people okay we just had different opinions okay and so a couple of friends of mine were hanging around that neighborhood that we were in so they're like hi why don't you join us for drinks yeah and while i was there i met a stranger and he asked me hi rio but what's up with you and i was like nothing is up with me i'm fine and he poked and poked and prodded and everything until finally I was like, listen, I've had a rough day because of one, two, three. And he was like, yes! Now that's what you needed to have done. You should have let your brain process that. That was what was happening from the wide go. Don't try hide it in the drink. 
it I work it will still erupt you'll still go back to work tomorrow and you've not faced the issue you've not taken time to analyze where the problem was and all that and felt like yeah that's a little bit wise or even how we see ourselves at some point i had to embrace what i didn't like about me or my body but it's here to stay and i had to accept listen i'm always going to be a skinny girl i can't have calves i can't like you know those thick ones let's make because when you let your brain process that you're able to adapt with being how you are and i'm not doing this to tell people to accept their bodies the way they are well that's also true but in any situation let your brain process so that you can find how to move on from that and my favorite lesson number 4 imposter syndrome my goodness this is something that's become child's play in our society today we don't even see when we're doing it and when it's wrong practical example every every time we take a screenshot yeah we do it because we think somehow we relate to that meme or to that funny photo or to that whatever and then we post it so that everybody can know how bad or how good or how cool we are but lol really karen that meme or that tweet that you put on your twitter that stated nataka ugonge Did you really speak of who you are as a person or you just wanted to look cool in the eyes of people? Okay, now that you looked cool, what next? Is that who you are? If it's not then why are you doing it? Don't do it. Don't. You see when you're unique and you're trying to constantly fit in. It's pathetic. Well, that's how I tell myself. I tell it to myself harshly. So that I think twice if I really want to do it or not. So it's up to you to take it or not. But really, if what you tweet and what you say is what you genuinely believe in and stand for, then fight for it. I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with people fitting or rather myself fitting into society just for the sake of it, just because people are posting this I have to post it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I don't want to be infested so much by imposter syndrome that I don't even know who I am at the end of the day. And I mean, what other lesson could be more important in this age gap like sponsors and blessers? We live in an era where we are more keen on finding somebody to la- to sponsor our lifestyle than fitting into our own lifestyles and working our way up. Me thinks you've got to learn how to make your way forward. You've got to learn how to make your own money or live in your lane. I read a tweet recently that said, "If you do not earn like them, do not spend like them." And zero judgment to people who have sponsors or blessers. My point is at the end of the day, for how long am I going to keep those sponsors and blessers before it's too late for me? You know? It really goes back to the imposter syndrome. Do I really need one or am I just getting one because everybody is getting one? I'm not going to lie. I get approached. I have people who are married in my inbox asking to take me out, asking to pay my bills and everything. But there's something I read from a certain man of God and he said, "Do not be so focused on the immediate that you forget the ultimate." So if you're being blessed immediately that you miss being blessed ultimately 
doesn't it feel like you've really lost at the end of the day and you know by the way when we think about uh, sponsors and blessers are not only men or women that people sleep with for money no it even comes in the narrowest way where we think huh i have so and so in my contact list if i need a favor or if i need money let me just put it point blank if i need money they're gonna come through for me the day they don't come through for you is the day you will appreciate the ultimate and not the immediate so i'm talking from instances where probably you reach out to your brother and you're like yo what's up i need money and they don't have it and that's where i learned of the importance of making my own it's important to have my own money it's important to live in my lane when i don't have that money I'm not going to be going out to a place like Villa Rosa Kempinski when I know I can't afford a cup of tea there at the moment. If you're taken there well and good, but if you make it paramount or mandatory that that's the lifestyle you want to live, at least make sure you have money rolling in enough of it that probably your own that won't get cut off at some point and you have to go back to your actual lifestyle. Now when we talk of sponsors and blessers two lessons come up lesson number 6 sex and lesson number 7 in and uh, number 7 investments I know in the back of your mind there was no way I would mention sponsors and blessers and we don't think about the sex aspect of it I'm not talking about the gender I'm talking about the action Well here's my question are you having sex Well then if you're having sex keep safe be responsible you know You don't want to wake up some day and be like, "Oh, we were together, we had sex, we got a baby, now he doesn't want to do 1 2 I'm sorry to say this. I find those conversations very boring. And this is why I say that, okay? We constantly have this conversation where we're saying we need to empower women, it's their own body, they need to decide what they're going to do with it, blah blah blah. Now, How is it that suddenly when that baby comes it's no longer your body and your responsibility okay we've got to be fair and we've got to objectively analyze everything one if you want to have a baby it's very beautiful when your partner will support you but it's very problematic when you think that somehow abracadabra will make them want that responsibility so you've got to put all things in your mind that will point to the direction of at some point this child may be my sole responsibility and i need to put measures in place to ensure that i can cater for that but before we go that far let's just talk about sex plain and simple sex is amazing sex is a good way for connection but sex comes with spiritual consequences when you're opening your legs for every tom dick and harry sex comes with consequences when you're having sex out of marriage have you thought about those consequences are you willing to live with them then my dear sex just like perceptions are very or other sex just like perceptions come in diverse forms everybody knows their preference do whatever works for you by the end of the day keep safe now lesson 7 investments 
somebody would be like, Reba, you're too young to start thinking. Listen, it's never too early to start thinking of your finances. And my very basic question will be, do you have savings? Are you in a SACO? Are you in an insurance? I currently took an insurance plan and no, an investment plan. And I was like, just give me the, the least amount of money that I have to chop in a month because, yo, I can't handle the, dealing with everybody who works with this or rather who deals with the organization because I haven't reached that level yet. But let me start from somewhere small. When I read Bikozulu's uh, last post that was shared to me by Makena Muita on the 10th year anniversary, that was a statement he made. And in paraphrasing it, he was talking about how it's very important not to waste your 20s. Use it in savings. Use it in investing for your future. Using it in building your career. But while you do that, don't be so keen at looking at the person in front of you. No, your competition is always staring right at you in the mirror. So it's really good to think about investing, to think about having a fallback plan. Let's think about it from the COVID-19 period. Do you know how many people were laid off from their very posh jobs, but they did not have savings because they thought one way or another, this job is always going to be here for me. It's not going to go anywhere. Look at you now. Listen, don't make the mistakes that people are already making. Okay. So get an investment plan for yourself. Get a savings plan. Join a circle. Do something that at the end of the day, when you have a challenge, you have a safety net. But when we talk about investments, we also have to talk about lesson number eight. Jobs and businesses. 2020 has taught us a lot of things, one of which there is money. <laughs> My friends, people have money out here. You just need to search in the right places and do the right thing. But while you do that, also do not cheat where you eat. Give your job your best. Give your business your best. Um, we often ask things like, how do these influencers make it? Or how has a CEO of a certain company managed to make it? Or to, to you know... Somebody like the late Bob Colimo, how did he get Safaricom to where it is today? But even without looking that far, how does your shopkeeper manage his shop going and growing from a small kiosk to a mini supermarket and to a supermarket that has different branches? How do they do it? Commitment, follow-ups, research, talking to the right people. See, we millennials tend to think sometimes, I'm not a millennial, sorry, but we, is it Generation X or Y or Z? Now, see, this is ignorance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> jokes aside, yeah? So, whatever that generation is, the 90s babies or the 20 or the 2000 babies, we tend to think, hey, man, that's a lot of work. But let me tell you, there's nothing beautiful like sweating your way to the top. You will always appreciate whatever you've gotten. And at no point will you start singing, I'm in communications, she's in communications. How come she's getting paid better than me? How come she has more connections? How come she, get pass, she gets personal contracts and all that? No. At some point, you've got to sit down and ask her, yo, how did you do it? It's also a matter of not being jealous. 
learning that that space is more about teamwork than competition. And it's also about proving yourself as the best to yourself first. Improving yourself a day at a time. And hopefully, you will join the Hall of Fame of the youngest so-and-so-and-so-and-so. It's not really my prerogative at this point, but I just feel like it's something that you can take into consideration. But then, away from sponsors and sex and investments and jobs. Next, why don't we talk about thinking before you speak? Was lesson number nine. <laughs> ah, people, let me tell you, social media will show you how ignorant a lot of people are. Do you ever think for a second before you post that comment? Say you see that um, the National Police Service has posted something and you're quick to jump on it. Or Kenyans on Twitter have discovered something interesting and you already have an opinion without having the facts at hand. It doesn't matter if you're doing it for the fun, but it makes you look stupid. And there's no way to say that. It does make you look stupid. I feel you learn a lot about yourself from how you comment on such things. It doesn't matter if you do it with a pseudo account. If you're dumb, you're dumb. So, I recently taught myself how to take a break and think objectively before I comment on something. So when you look at my Twitter post, you'll notice anything that deals with police brutality, I'm always going to speak up about it. Because at least I have a little bit of understanding of how it works. And I feel I have a little bit of grounding to comment on it without feeling like, you know, I think, I feel. No, 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 no. I know. One, two, three. Okay. And my point is, at the end of the day, one of the lessons I've learned this far is just stop responding to things for the sake of it. I remember an acquaintance of mine once told me, well, I call him an acquaintance, an ex of mine told me, Ryoba, you're constantly saying yes to everything. Do you ever think about what I'm telling you? And really, when I thought about it, where he was concerned, I always used to say yes. The weather is fine. Yes, and it's chilly and I do have a coat on, so I didn't even take time to think it through. When somebody asks you a question, it's not an opportunity for you to prove how bright you are because most times you end up looking dumber than you expected. Take time, think it through. Where are you rushing to? We understand time is not on our side, but man, at least give yourself time to give the right answer. So think before you speak. Make sure you have information on something before you talk about it. And it's not a matter of you knowing everything. Just pick your niche or pick as many as you can handle. But just ensure you have information. Ensure you have something on your fingertips. You know, there's another tweet I saw recently. Sorry for the million references. Somebody was saying, when you ask somebody who knows something and then they begin, so... You know, you're about to have a long, beautiful conversation with facts, evidence, and everything. And that's what a lot of people long for, especially when you're trying to climb up the ladder the right way. You've got to have information in your fingertips. You've got to have the right information. And even when you disagree with people, you need to stand up for what you believe in because at the end of the day, you have the right information. 
So let's do number 10. Number 10 is unhappiness. Laughter and tears, seasons of emotions. Ladies and gentlemen, when did you realize that happiness is not about how many zeros you take to the bank at the end of the month? Happiness is not about how people see you and how they respond to you and how they oof, rejoice when you're around because, yep, our ATM is around to spoil the day and spoil our tables and everything. No. One thing I've come to realize is happiness varies from one person to another. Your happiness may be in material things. Somebody else's happiness might be in divine things that we do not understand but at the end of the day it does not invalidate your own at any point and my point on happiness is this you need to find your own happiness and embrace it is your happiness in how much you're making if it works for you well and good but it should only be because it's genuinely what makes you happy and not because that's what's making other people happy and even when you discover what your happiness is and you find other people have different thresholds that seem to be better than yours, can you be happy and content with what's yours? Practical example, I am very happy when I am alone. <laughs> I don't know if that even makes sense. But I find happiness in my own company. I find happiness in achieving those little landmarks or landmarks that I put for myself. Like when I say, today when I wake up, I will spread my bed. I promise you I'll be happy because I spread my bed. I don't find comfort. I don't find happiness in material because I know just how quick I can have it and lose it the next day. And that's mine. And I love it that way. And I'm not sorry about it. What's your happiness? And are you content with it? Or anytime somebody else shows you their happiness, you move to their side. Don't be swayed that much, yo. Okay, 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 okay. So we are done with the first 10 lessons. By the way, these things are super random. But they are things that have helped me to search for it or cry or, you know they've just been there for me and we ended on happiness so let's start 11 with tears listen man or woman it's not wrong to cry it's not wrong to punch your pillow and say goodness why didn't things work out the way I wanted them to work out why doesn't he love me like I love him and all that whatever you get what I'm trying to say here or when you say it is painful that I've lost so and so it's painful that this has happened it's okay to cry emotions are what makes us human I used to be some stone cold person I remember a friend of mine used to call me stone cold mass because for me I used to think crying is for the weak yeah I'm not gonna cry and I would say it so lively and loudly you want to see me cry it's never gonna happen 
but the truth is nowadays allowing my brain to process also involves around uh, oh jesus also involves me allowing my emotions to work as they should so if i want to cry i'm going to cry i don't care who thinks i'm a baby but i feel like i need to go through that phase and be done with it before i proceed so that's soon happiness and tears number 12 i'm not really good at the love conversation but i feel like i have an idea and i can contribute to the conversation according to the bible love is patient love is beautiful love is kind life love is self long suffering and all that but according to society love is conditional you give me i give you but again remember what i told you before don't make your decisions based on society and one thing about me that i've come to embrace and accept is that the reality of the world is love is conditional but on my perception of idealism i choose to love unconditionally trust me if i love you i love you i don't care if you do not reciprocate everything i'm doing for you that's your problem for me it's all about making myself better a day at a time and making myself better a day at a time involves me loving those that i want to love at this point i'm not talking about people i hate of course we have people we do not like we have people we hate but let's just focus on love do you conditionally love your boyfriend because of what he provides for you and then when he doesn't you realize uh-uh, this is not the guy do you conditionally love your job because of the salary and then when things get tough you realize uh-uh. for me love is patient love is kind love is goodness love is long suffering and all those qualities of love okay and after the theatrics now let's get back to serious business anytime we talk of love there has to be serious lessons that comes from lies and so lies is our next life lesson listen just like you need to honor truthfulness and honesty with yourself it also needs to be applied in relationships see where love is concerned and then it gets tarnished by lies there's a loss of trust and trust me you trust broken is no easy to repair it doesn't matter how people want to cloud it with oh when something is broken it can be mended let me tell you one thing the moment you start lying trouble happens and i would rather you keep quiet than tell a lie or aside from that instead of keeping quiet you can just be honest about what you want there's something a friend of ours recently posted nichio recently posted on twitter do not use people tell them what you want if you want sex be honest about it if you want a relationship be honest about it if you want work be honest about everything but do not tell lies 
And for myself, how I treat it is this. I would rather keep quiet and think about something than tell you an outright lie. In some instances, when I have nothing to lose, I'd rather be straight up with you. Life's too short for me not to throw my shot. You know, what have you got to lose when you tell the truth? Because I feel you lose a lot when you're in a societal construct and you're lying. You lose way more. But then again, it's up to you to take what you can take. Whatever doesn't work for you, voila, doesn't work for you. So, number 13, then we have 10 to go. Hmm, so what do we do for number 13? Number 13, find spiritual growth, okay? I feel like at the end of the day, even atheists believe in something. Probably they just don't believe in God. For me, I believe in God. I believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I do not negotiate about my religion. And I fully respect other people's spiritual journeys. Some people do not have, or other people don't believe in Jesus. Some people don't even believe in God. They believe in science. I respect what you believe. But by me respecting what you believe in doesn't mean I will lessen what I believe in to sip in what you have. No. Find your own spiritual journey that works for you, that is well set within your beliefs or with your understanding of the supreme beings that are beyond, that are like above, you know, humanity. I feel you need to be grounded on something at the end of the day. Spiritual growth is not all about divinity. Sometimes it's just a belief. And whatever belief that is, as long as it works for you, go with it. Now, I'm going to keep it short and straight. Keep yourself informed. This is the greatest lesson I've taken from 2020. Keeping myself informed landed me a very beautiful contract that probably landed me in a very beautiful job. Keeping myself informed has introduced me to some of the creme de la creme of society. Keeping myself involved has opened doors for me and opportunities that I would not have imagined having attained had I not had that information. So what do I mean by this? Do you like probably a law student if you're probably a law student? student? Where? Man, the excitement that comes with my birthday and conversations today is quite a shaming. If you're a law student, you, wanna, you will want to watch news, okay? If you're passionate about police brutality or human rights, you'd want to familiarize yourself with police brutality. You'd want to familiarize yourself with extrajudicial killings. If you're interested in culture and society, you'd want to know what are the different traditions across different borders in different countries. At the end of the day, you've got to have something in your brains. Don't be blonde. And let me tell you something. Even if I'm seated with lawyers and I don't understand whatever they're saying, I have my own niche that I understand that when they sit with my cycle and I, they will also float. But when I'm with lawyers, I don't understand anything. When I'm with doctors, I don't understand anything. When I'm with society, when I'm with artists, I, man, that's too shallow a life to live. Keep yourself informed.
Okay, now this one gets pretty serious. Listen, keep your space clean. Keep your home clean. Keep your working station clean. Keep everything about you clean, okay? It's not just for your health benefits. It's much more. It's good for your mental being. It's good for, my goodness, cleanliness is next to godliness. I cannot say this enough. Let me tell you something. I am very prone, or rather, I get sick very easily. Okay? If I use a toilet that's not mine, chances of me getting a yeast infection are very high. And that's why I really minimize going to the washroom when I'm not in my house. And when you understand the level of sensitivity of your body, of your mental space, then you will learn to keep yourself clean, keep your space clean. And this is not only the physical being, even the spiritual part of it. Stop, stop holding on to things that are stressing you. Why, why are you carrying things that are stressing you around? My friend, there's a circle of influence and a circle of concern. You can only control your circle of influence. You cannot control your circle of concern. If something is outside your circle of influence, be kind to your soul. Okay? Be kind to your soul. Let go. Let God. Keep your space clean. It will be beneficial for your mental state, for your physical state, even for your social life. And as you keep yourself clean lesson number 16 remember to feel be in touch with yourself be in touch with people know when something is wrong with you and speak out about it if you feel your body is shutting down because you've been working a lot give it a break you know sometimes we hold pee in so much because we haven't spoken to our body so that we can hear yo i need to go to the washroom I'm using the nastiest but simplest examples that we can relate to. Feel. Be in touch. Be aware. Do not just live a day of waking up and going to bed and ugh. Nah. It's got to have purpose and one of those purposes is self-care and that is definitely you need to feel and be in touch with yourself as well as other people. Because the moment you start feeling yourself, you're able to also feel others when you can draw out the energy that is within you know most times you ask ourselves something is wrong but what is it and you're like i don't know it's just something but when you know what it is even with other people you will be able to draw those energies and know this is where the problem is and this is where the plus is so feel feel it all do you know what the greatest lesson i learned when i was turning 22 I learned to forgive. Forgive people. Forgive yourself. Forgive situations. Forgive circumstances. You see, the more we grow, the more complex life becomes. The harder things become, the tougher life gets. But when you learn how to forgive, mm, you will enjoy life. Because you won't be living while holding on to people. No. Mm -mm. You will live your life to the fullest in spite of people who might have hurt you in the past being present in your life. Let's talk relationships. 
a lot of us cannot sit on the same table with their exes or somebody who's ever hit on them or crushed on them and then they went their separate ways. Trust me, I will have a dinner for 10 or 20 with anybody who has crossed paths with me because it reached a point and I had to see how much holding on to them was poisoning me in comparison to me letting go. Right now we can laugh, we can talk, we can chat and everything. And by forgiving, at times you don't even forget. No, you might remember, but you're not holding on. For me, there are things that I draw a line to with some people even when I've forgiven them because I don't want to go back to that situation. But forgiving yourself, forgiving others, allows you to love, allows you to live a life without hate, allows you to love yourself. Trust me, if there are things you've done that are contrary to what you're supposed to be doing as a person, and then you hold on to them, they will affect who you are, the energy you manifest, the things you can conquer and the thresholds you can reach. But when you forgive and don't use those mistakes as, you know, hey, you did this, you did that, you're able to soar really high. Okay? Next. After forgiving, you learn about boundaries. Learn to draw boundaries. I have no business texting my ex at 2 a.m. in the night. That's his girlfriend's responsibility. I have no business calling my sister at 11 p.m. She's married. That is her time with her family. I have no time meddling in the affairs of my parents. They will share what they need to share. The rest is theirs. And so you learn as you grow to set boundaries. And how I do this is by treating people the way I would want them to treat me. There are questions I would find very offensive if you ask me and we're not on a certain level of, you know, acquaintance or friendship. Like coming to ask me about probably, what's your salary scale? Huh? How would you even want to ask me that? You know, it's a very personal question. It's something that unless I share, you have no question asking. Or no reason. Or maybe, okay, say there's the nosy type of asking and I want from a pro professional perspective. If it's something constructive, fine. It's a discussion we can have. But it will have begun from somewhere before it reaches there. It just doesn't, you know, vamoose and proceed. So learn to have boundaries. And now to the final four. Uplift people. Let me tell you, there's nothing as beautiful as helping somebody to climb up the ladder. But as you do it, please don't make it everybody's business that you did it. Some things you've got to learn to keep to yourself. It's very simple. Lift people up, but don't make it everybody's business that you lifted somebody up. And as you lift them, learn to reach out. Daryl, we are only human. Sometimes, in your own strength, you can't do some things. Swallow your pride. That was the hardest thing for me. Reaching out for help and telling somebody I need one, two, three, or I need advice on this, or I need... Hey, man, me, how, when, where? But now, I do it. 
because it's more consequential for me not to ask than when I ask. Last but not least, nah, second last, second last, gift yourself. My friend, pamper yourself. You know, pampering yourself is not all about taking yourself to Olepolos for Nyamachoma or taking yourself to Diani or taking yourself to Vipingo. Remember that statement. If you don't earn like them, don't live like them. But you can buy yourself a fruit. You can buy yourself a watch. You can buy yourself a notebook. You can look at yourself in the mirror and encourage yourself. Gifting yourself comes in so many ways. You wouldn't even go through all of them if you started one by one for the rest of your life. And finally, live. Live. Live every day at a time because this life is no guaranteed. You're not promised 70 years. You're not promised 100 years. You do not know what you have. But in the moment, today, live. Just live. So those are the 23 lessons on the eve of 24. And happy birthday to me as I turn 24. <laughs> I'll definitely see you on Friday because this was just a special edition. And I hope somebody carried something home. If you want to wish me a happy birthday, drop me a voice note. And bye-bye.